There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 106 of the Digital Freemason Podcast. For the week of April 13th, 2009, I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking along my excellent adventures to the world of short Masonic educational papers. Like always, this and all other papers are available at the website, www.thedigitalfreemason.com, and I'd encourage you to swing by and check them out. So, spring has sprung here, and it's an Easter weekend in uh, Calgary, and it's uh, had a most interesting event where I was out in swim trunks and uh, flip-flops, in backyard, it was 24 degrees Celsius, and I was shoveling snow. We had a huge dump of snow here a couple of weeks ago. Some drifts are languishing along, but they're disappearing at a very fast rate. By the time you read this or hear this, Easter will be open over, and I hope you had a, a wonderful Easter holiday. I know that I have with my family, and a lot of time spent at church and exciting things along that line. So looking forward to this week's episode. It's by um, Great Worshipful Brother, William Sweet, and deals with some of the, sort of a different aspect of why it is that we need to have a certain number of people at the lodges uh, to, in order to keep things going. There's always been talk about quality, not quantity, but this one takes a little bit of a different spin on to why we also do need quantity. So we'll get going right away with... Uh, Right, Wishful Brothers Sweet's piece on critical mass and its impact on lodges. In the nuclear industry, critical mass is defined as the smallest mass of fissionable material that will sustain a nuclear chain reaction. If you have too, too much mass, and in a really short period of time, the nuclear lads would call it a bomb. If you don't have enough mass, that is, you're below critical mass, then the nuclear chain reaction will stop in spite of all good intentions, hard work, and a large and expensive power plant to control the process. That is darkness, in other words. When you are close to critical mass, an inordinate amount of work and monitoring of the process is required to keep it in balance and from shutting down. This is not a comfortable situation to be in. The Masonic parallel for this nuclear definition would be the fewest number of Masons that are actively participating in the running of the Lodge such that the Lodge will operate effectively. This definition inherently takes into account Pareto's principle which states, in this case, that 80% of the work will be done by 20% of the members. The scenarios in this analogy follow the nuclear industry quite closely, but not with the same catastrophic results in the case of having too many members. We would not be, be a bomb, but would have a pleasing problem of trying to keep all brethren engaged and interested in the Lodge. When we have too few Masons actively participating and are below the critical mass, then we will stand still. This is akin to a lifeboat situation in that everything you do is to ensure the survival until tomorrow. In this case, attrition will likely cause darkness to prevail in time. When we are in that gray area near critical mass, which is where I think we are as a fraternity, we must take care with every move that this it be made lest it cause us to sink below the critical mass. Some of the issues that will crop up in this gray area are poor attendance, members are tired from overwork, recycling of members through lodge offices, and then enthusiasm wanes, scheduling conflicts occur between various concordant bodies since the members of your lodge are also members of several other concordant lodges. Hmm. Does this sound too familiar? 
I am pretty certain that almost everyone has experienced some of these problems, or at least sat in a lodge while they are discussed at length. So what do we do? I believe going below critical mass is terminal, and therefore that's not an option. Staying where we are is not healthy for the long term, and we will likely cause us to sink below critical mass and darkness shortly thereafter. This passive approach is a self-limiting option as well, and as I see it, the only visible alternative is to increase membership participation. Membership participation encompasses many dimensions, though. First, of course, is the actual members. However, it is not simply enough to park Masonic butts in the side benches. We need members who are inspired and willing to contribute to this fine fraternity with their hearts and their minds. This is where we must make use of the Friend to Friend program and the Mentors program to bring in fresh talent and ensure they stay with us and participate. The Brother to Brother program has a vast array of programs and information for the Lodge to use to retain, revitalize, and renew the interest of the commitment of brethren already assembled under our banner. The fraternal environment in which we operate is also very highly significant. Right Worshipful Brother Gelkinson wrote in the following, quote, Lodges of instruction are designed to instill discipline in the conferring of degrees. In the conduct of our social affairs and in other rituals, we engage in such of the memorial services. Masons should not question the value of doing things correctly, since the self-discipline fostered by this manner inspires the practice of moral discipline in the observance of the lessons contained in the Book of Work. How we convey the moral lesson is often as important as the lessons themselves because excellence in their portrayal enhances the importance of our system of morality and it represents to all who receive it and witness them. It conveys a message that what we have to offer the candidate is so significant that the degrees must be conferred with accuracy, precision, and reverence. Propriety in the manner in which we relate one to another conveys a message that we value our fellow brethren so much that correct and courteous demeanor in our relationships is fundamental to our brotherhood. As Masons, we are called on to make a daily advancement in Masonic knowledge. We are informed that as we increase in knowledge, so will we consequently improve in social intercourse. There is, exists a tangible comfort level to be enjoyed by those who know well what they are doing and why they are doing it in a particular manner. It transcends the mundane and gives meaning to how we live our lives as men and as Masons. The fraternal environment also must include a wise and entertaining use of the mental faculties of a brother when he is at lodge and with us. We must never waste his time. Interesting talks on Masonic education are what I am speaking of. It is up to the Worshipful Master to employ and instruct his brethren in Masonry. To the Worshipful Master also falls the task of ensuring interesting and engaging social activities for the brethren, either with or without their families involved. He has brethren to whom he may delegate these tasks, but he must provide the leadership to create a warming and war welcoming fraternal environment. I think it should be obvious now that we have already, ha already have all the necessary tools in our pouch to solve many of these membership problems. We just need the will to do them. Worshipful Masters, I challenge you to summon that will now. Make use of the friend-to-friend -friend program, the mentorship programs, and the brother-to-brother -brother programs, or whatever other ones you have in your district. I am deadly serious about all of these aforementioned concerns and suggestions. In conclusion, let me underline it for you. The next time you are sitting in Lodge, the senior warden will say, Brethren, in the name of the great architect of the universe, and by command of the worshipful master, 
I close this lodge, and it stands closed until our next regular meeting, except in case or cases of emergency, of which every brother shall have due notice. Isn't it comforting to know that you can return to this great retreat of friendship and brotherly love within the month? However, we must take action to ensure we remain well above critical mass, rather than do nothing and sink below critical mass and into the darkness, whereupon the final pronouncement of the senior warden will be, Brethren, in the name of the great architect of the universe, and by command of the worshipful master, I close this lodge. So that's right, worshipful brother Sweet's piece on attendance at a lodge and within the fraternity as a whole, and deals with the size issue and not just the quality issue that uh, has been talked about uh, previously. So think about what it is that uh, you're doing to help out with your lodge or what uh, things can be done. It can be something as simple as just a few brothers going out for coffee or meeting up for lunch on a regular basis, but get something that's doing and instill some friendship and include the younger members and have them come in. And that's a big way that I know I felt welcome to the fraternities by being included in those social gatherings. So I've been Scott. I've enjoyed our time together. And if uh, you would like to swing by and visit the website and check out this or any of the other 105 episodes, that'd be fantastic. Or you can always email me at podcast at the digitalfreemason.com. So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.